This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Kyle Thomas, who during his NDE experienced multiple lifetimes, and today we're going to learn about it. Kyle, thank you for joining me and welcome. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Kyle, if you don't mind, let's start on the day that your NDE happened and go from there. All right. Um, So it was towards a little backstory. Um, I was in the military. I was in the Marine Corps after my two tours. They, I was instructed that I was going to be kicked out for something really tiny, uh, being a designated driver, actually. Um, but this kind of threw me off into, well, the, the last four years of my, my life has been worthless, but the things that I've sacrificed. And so it started plummeting me down into a state of depression. Um, and during this time, I, was, um, I met this friend who introduced me to some substances and as time progressed and things started getting worse um, within how I was being treated by the higher ups and things, um, I decided, I felt as if I should try to end myself. Like there was no point in going on. Like, you know, my life's ruined now. And so I took all the substances I had with me down with, um, Bacardi 151, a really strong alcohol, and I ended up um, overdosing. And um, taken to the hospital, I I resuscitated. But um, so in this time, in this experience, I remember going through, uh, let's see, because it's all, it is quite somewhat hazy, but in this time period, I remember going back in time. So I ended up in this French battlefield, living this this life of a warrior. I was like, I was clad in armor and we had spears and things and I was in a battle. And in this battle, there was another experience of, okay, now it ends. And I'm just this orb floating above the space, watching things, floating back and forth, much like a pendulum. And around the periphery was just like this hazy, foggy, static. So in, as I kept rising up, the static kind of started engulfing me. And then it just became this ocean of light. And then another life kind of materialized. Now, these are just the parts I remember. I had the sensation of living the entirety of a lifetime. And... In this next one, I ended up in Southern France, from what I understand is Southern France in like the 1800s. I had a daughter and I knew like, we were walking down the road and then there was wheat fields to the right. There was a forest to the left. But as I was holding the hand of my daughter, I could, like I knew what happened. Like the the wife that I had died during childbirth. Um, And just these small glimpses of, 
not they're not just glimpses because it wasn't just perceptual visually it was I felt myself there I felt the hand of my daughter I felt the memory of my wife through the hand of my daughter in these experiences and then I eventually come back into this body um here I am and but it, it felt so tangible it felt like momentary instantaneous glimpses of the entirety of lifetimes if that makes sense like i only remember bits and pieces but the sensation of um what do they call it vividness of lucidity um, was what stuck with me the most like this was real this happened and now i'm back here and this whole process led to a whole nother questioning things and um well, led to other experiences in the future that helped me piece all these things together. You use the words that you went back in time. And to me, it sounds like you were um, re-experiencing or reliving your past lives. Would you agree with that? Anymore, I'm not so sure. Because um, what is time? Is it linear? Is it cyclical? Is I kind of... Because from talking with this and sharing this story with somebody else here in Guatemala, um, he gave me this really good insight. And it's, and also from a DMT experience, I also got a vision of this possibility. So it's like the idea of the multiverse, that everything's happening all at once at the same time. Right. And is it going back in, in time to relive that old life or is it the manifestation giving you experiences that just so happen to be from our current understanding in specific time period that has specific things to learn specific lessons. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, and this, this goes into with my first DMT experience that I had the main piece that I got when I came back from the trip was there was just this plethora, this infinite amount of orbs like static, all these different orbs and all these different orbs were different windows to different possibilities of experience. So the many different lifetimes or expressions of self laid out as a grid of all these different orbs. And when I came back to this specific one, it was like a focusing in. Like when you're out of that focus, you see all the possibility, but you focus in on one. And so when it comes to like, I don't know if it's going back in time or just experiencing one of those different windows of perception, and then coming back, like it's a, it's an interesting thing. Like I, I can't claim to know, but it's I do remember that sensation of when it's coming back into this one. There's this it's this focusing in, and now you're here. And actually, like um, after this, I started experimenting with staring, which is such a simple thing. Like we all stare, even when I was when I was a kid, I was told I had a staring problem. But since these things and playing around with like mirror gazing and looking at yourself, relaxing the vision. Um, there's, there's a power to it. Cause like the more relaxed you are just like uh, a tool for measuring, right? The more sensitive, the more, the, the more sensitive it is, the more information it takes in and your eyes are much like cameras. So when you have a long exposure and you relax, right? When you relax, stress is resistance. It's, um, but when you relax, you open that free flowing of taking in information. So when you relax your eyes, things become less focused. 
like I was explaining with the focusing in on this one window, when you relax yourself and stare and take in this information, things start unfocusing and you can kind of start tapping into different things. And this is also um, how my mentor and the doctor that I met here in Guatemala um, also taught me how to like see auras and things. It's a relaxing in so you can take more information. And I think that's um, very similar to like how this hologram works. There's a solidification of light, um, a focusing in that makes a density of light that creates that experience that we perceive. Let me ask you this. Some of my guests will say that all of our past lives and this life and perhaps even our future lives are all occurring at the same time. Is that what you're saying? That's what I feel. And especially from the experience of seeing all these orbs, it's like, it's all there. And we're focused in on one. Everything's, yeah, exactly. I think everything's happening all at once. And um, you could tap into it. There's certain experiences that allow you to get a glimpse. Um, oh, I never shared what the, the idea that my friend shared with me that has to do with this was like, um, so taking when you, you end yourself and in that lifetime, it's a success because you have family members that need to go through that specific experience and those emotions. And so for that lifetime, it happens. But from your point of view, you wake up in an attempted um, ending of self. And, from, and so you're unaware of what happened, but in that lifetime, in that spiel, it was a success. But from your point of view, because you still need to continue on with this, this vessel and within the experiences that were manifested for you to experience. And so you have, you continue on, like there's all these different playing out all these different routes with that multiverse self, all experiencing at the same time. And you take different routes and each choice, each decision affects and has a purpose within other people's lives, not just for yourself, right? Cause we're all one consciousness experience, experiencing itself. Um, and he, um, also, so like the idea of the, oh, the oh shit moments, I don't know if I can swear, but like, um, you're climbing on a cliff, you're rock climbing and, oh, I almost fell that oh shit moment in one lifetime. The possibility exists that you did fall. That's why you feel that twinge of like, ah, like, oh, wow. I, I almost died. Um, again, that possibility of like, yes, no, you did die in that one, but your point of view is so fast that consciousness is so fast that in that you automatically go into one of these other portals or bubbles of perceptions where in which you didn't and it was an almost but you still experience that if that makes sense mm -hmm. it's all happening at the same time and we're just kind of flowing between now in one of your lifetimes it appeared to me that you had died in battle and then you became an orb yes an orb of energy was that what you saw or experienced yes and it's i've experienced it different times even with like meditations going through wormholes it's always this orb of perception i would call it um because you're aware of your surroundings you're aware of self there's no more sense of self but you are taking in information that's showing up as visuals of and sounds and ripples and but yeah there's an orb there's always this orb um and i've tried to do art on it to try to like get this understanding because even in our current situation of our of self, like I still see the orb within, you know, vision, right? There's still this orb. The only difference is it's limited. 
And what I experienced from that was it was much more expansive. There's more information coming in. There's more stuff. There's still some kind of peripheral that's keeping a container. Um, but it was just made out of light instead of us. It's made out of darkness, for what I see, at least. Um, the periphery is black. But in my experience of that, it was um, an ocean of light in which there's just this bubble that perceiving through. Since you've had an NDE and you have experienced DMT, did you notice a difference between the two? Well, the NDE was much more light focused and DMT was much more of a, because uh, I, didn't, I didn't see the fractals um, with the NDE. It was just, there's washing of light and then there's a, an experience and then a washing of light or through the orb and then that gets taken in, there's light. But with the DMT, there was more of, there's the fractalization of things. Then things start vibrating more and then there's fractals and then something happens. Um, so that's the biggest, that's the difference that I noticed. Do you feel like you had an out of body experience during the DMT? Oh yeah. Um, there's no sense of body, no sense of self. There's just, again, there's perception, but it's, because you're perceiving stuff and some people perceive entities and um, all these other higher dimensional creatures. And I don't recall experiencing that outside of a dragon, a seven headed dragon that when it ate me, it divided me into seven perceptions of self simultaneously. Um, but uh, what was the question again? I think generally with NDEs, people will have an out of body experience. Whereas DMT, maybe or maybe not. And I was seeing how you experienced it. Yeah, because with DMT, I don't, there was no sensation of self. There was just stuff going on. I don't remember feeling my body or being aware of this reality anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but I, like I said, I, I do see that difference of how things are perceived. One being all light and one being fractal. Would you say that one is more real than the other? I would say they're both real because you're you're in the moment in that moment you're perceiving it as your own reality. Um, so for you in that moment, yeah, it's real. Um, there is that same the the similarity between the two is this detachment of self. Right? There's no more you, and there's no more this body. There's no more mental chatter. There's just perception there's just an awareness of happenings um so i guess you could say an out of body but an out of body because from what i understand of out of body you can still and like in some meditations i've i have left the body but i, I was still aware of like the, the tongue at the back of my throat i was aware of my body breathing but my perception was somewhere else hmm. out of the body so it's like it's a, it's, I think it's different than being out of body from other people's uh, understanding. It's you're, you're out of this reality. You're out of this framework or set of rules that we have been conditioned with. And so now you experience self in a whole different level. In either one of these experiences, did you feel overwhelming love? In these two, no. Um, but... In one of my other experiences, um, so 
after the NDE, after I got out of the military, I tried to go about my normal life again, um, getting a job, paying off debts and doing that whole American lifestyle thing. But I don't know if I want to tell too much of this story, but that I did experience, um, I, I felt the need to go to Costa Rica. I had to go to Costa Rica. I broke up with my girlfriend. I sold my car. I sold everything. That was in, I had to go. And so once I did all this and moved back to my mom, one night, um, I was, I was drinking and smoking and playing video games, wasting time, killing time. But I did have this experience of where just everything went black. Like I was now gone. Um, and then all of a sudden there's just this flash of light that gave me this experience of overwhelming love at ease of burden, burdenlessness, no more weight, no more density no more there's just this ocean of light washing over me and that was the only that was one of the experiences that carried around me that that feeling of of love and i remember when i came back like i was actually crying and like you know thank you so much for gifting me with this experience i have no idea what just happened but for some reason that just happened um but that was the so in the nde no i don't remember experiencing like overwhelming love I do remember experiencing the same at easiness of the same lack of density. Now it's just freedom. It's just light, um, light and effortless, but um, overwhelming love. I do not remember experiencing. You use the word hologram. Do you feel like we live in a simulation? Yes. Some type of simulation, some ocean of light that our minds are something because even our minds are just a simulation of it. But I definitely feel as if this is an ocean of light. And even if we look at our bioorganism structure and how our perceptual um, faculties actually work, right? Your, your light, your eyes take in light, um, your, your ears, you're just taking sound vibrations within the ether that is light. But there's this differentiation. It's like a, like, uh, I mean, I think some of many people can see it and they just don't know what it is. Like if you look at white walls and again, with that relaxed nature, you can kind of see lines within the white wall. There's this, um, the static. Um, and for me, that's just like, yeah, there's something holding this all together. But at the basic, at the bottom foundation, it is just this ocean of light that we, our nervous system takes in and translates into experience. And I think that's kind of like what ties into like the multi why there's this multiverse in that you can experience these different portals. It's just a different rule set that constructs that hologram because it's always light. And that's what a hologram is, right? Taking light and making images out of it. What do you think inspires you about your near-death experience? It inspired me to look into everything. Like before it, I had no concept, like I was raised Christian and I, yeah, I had some interest, especially in the book of Revelations, but the idea of spirituality or any of these um, metaphysics or any of these types of things was not an interest to me. But after this, it opened everything up to start. I started looking to Buddhism, Hinduism, like I, what happened? Because I didn't know what happened. I just had this experience and felt very much as a different being right a death and resurrection in a way and become and now it's like i'm trying to piece it together 
right? Because I had no, um, I had no structure in which to understand it. And so it led me to want to understand more. Like, okay, what happened? What, what did I go through? Because um, it did create a radical change. And then a lot of worldly things started falling away. Like I know like um, a commonality for NDEs is usually like this, um, they tend to have be more loving to other people. They have a different um, way of being now because they see something deep. For me, it was, that took time. Like I did understand this loving nature, but I had my own childhood history and own programmings. Like it did waken something up to me and understand. Um, but for me, it gave me much more faith. It took me a while, uh, a long while to actually get like a, a compassion, um, a compassionate nature to come to manifest. But um, yeah, it gave me much more faith. Like, like I said, like when I went to Costa Rica, I went with no money, like prepared to go in the jungle. Things started working out. Uh, when I came here to Guatemala, uh, very much the same thing. And Mount Shasta, very much the same thing. Um, so I guess it inspired me to live life differently in a way, but I didn't understand. And so I still experienced fear when I did things. And, but at the same time, I knew that it was all going to work out. And um, yeah, does that answer your question? Mm -hmm. Do you fear death at all? I like to say I don't, but at the same time, I, there's still this, there, I think there's always going to be this little bit of a, Ah, this this experience is worthy like i know that even though i know that death will just bring a new experience and on the like the idea of reincarnation that i'll just come back as something else right you always want to it's uh, the light always wants to experience itself in some form so it's always going to separate itself and create some vessel for an experience but i think the idea of like death as leaving this life is still there as like ah no i still have more to do so i don't know if that is necessarily a fearfulness but there's a yeah i would like to continue this life because mm -hmm. um, i think especially with like that veil of forgetting like each chance and you we, i think we do carry some stuff over um but it's like you still have to reset where you're at. And so with death and then another um, lifetime, you still have to work and progress to get to a point again. And I guess it's more of wanting uh, one, one, to continue in this life and actually get to as far as I can instead of resetting. Do you feel that you have a purpose in this life now? And if so, have you discovered it? I think, well, yeah. I think the purpose is is experience, experiencing life and now more sharing the story and based off of what's going on in the world, also like more and more um, sharing that there's something beneficial coming. Uh, so this, this is a very complex thing, but like, I guess the purpose is like when it comes to the hologram, right? This is a, if this is a play of light, based off of consciousness and the stories we tell ourselves help mold this experience into something. It appears that there's something that's been 
hijacking the way this process works. And from what I understand, that's starting to go away and revealing things. And so the opportunity, and this is a project that me and a friend are starting to work on to try to talk about this more, um, sharing that there is a process of changing the story of the old system that's been, that's hijacked how consciousness functions and how consciousness turns light into experience. And that is losing power and allowing the opportunity to change the story. And when we change the story, we change how the world functions. So the idea of like the golden age, um, the collapse, the collapse of one world is the beginning of a new world. And I think if there's a purpose, which I do feel that is a purpose, then that's, that is the purpose to bring this idea to help guide people through the reprogrammation of what the old world was and what the real world is now, which is, you know, okay, getting rid of competition and going into cooperation, getting, you know, to understanding that we are a social organism, each being is a cell. And when we actually work together, we recreate a, a solid organism. But when, like, if your liver cells are competing against each other, I mean, what happens for resources or for, for energy? What happens? Well, the liver fails. When something starts hoarding a lot, once cells start hoarding a lot of the resources, what happens? Now you have a tumor, you have a cancer. And, like, if we understand and apply this to our social organism that we live within and actually are kind of being forced into having to reevaluate how we go about our lives and how our social structured functions um yeah i think that's my purpose helping to redefine these things and actually help people through that process of letting go of what the old programming is because for the last 10 12 years i've had to even with these experiences there's still that old story of oh no that can't be the these these stories that limit us still or limit myself and so the letting go of these programs, these habitual tendencies of the way of thinking to actually open up to a different possibility of how life can be lived. Um, and I think that's very purposeful. That's, that's, that's necessary. Uh, it, like I said, it's becoming obvious that things weren't working and that there is light at the end of the tunnel and just takes that effort of letting go of that story that we you know, became attached to. Have you noticed since your NDE that you have any new abilities that you didn't have prior? My vision changed. I remember sharing this with my mother at one point in time, but like I was mentioning, looking at the walls and like the staring thing, like that's become much more fluid, um, less solid. So things don't look solid as they used to. So like the way I see things, um, which, you know, is actually has an effect on my emotional state. Like it is a, a, a portal for me to relax more. Like if I just relax the eyes and start looking at the trippiness that is already here without the need of any kind of substance, then the mind goes chill and I can become more relaxed, which apparently does have an effect on other people that are around me if I'm, when I, become more relaxed other people tend to become more relaxed so i guess there's something to do with that empathy there um and from that um there's not much i can i've learned how to utilize it but i can see things around people 
um, like I said, with the doctor and sitting with readings with him, starting to see colors. And then as getting more refined, starting to seeing entities around people or different um, shadowy figures or pyramids, like these different images that show up. Um, but like I said, I haven't found a way to tap into that yet. Um, and so I guess there's also like this sense of being here, but not being here. And this is where like um, meditation can have, has been, can be much more profound in a way, because it's so easy to relax and kind of detach from this body. Um, just because that's kind of like, I'm only partially here, but I'm also really here. Um, but yeah, the biggest one is the vision and seeing the dots, like the static that's always here. You mentioned something about staring in a mirror. Uh-huh. Uh, so are you, are you saying that it's good to just stare at yourself in a mirror and it will give you some kind of spiritual effect? Yeah, um, there is something to it. Um, and I wouldn't like, I know there's this thing called mirror magic. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sure that's what it is. Mirror gazing is one, but it does open up your perception. Like I had a big mirror, uh, when I lived in my mom's basement, I put it on the floor and I would sit there and I would just stare, but relax my vision, look at my eyes. But the way that the eyes function, like when you relax, the, both of the eyes actually end up here. Like, and then your body starts going, kind of disappearing, your face will change, you'll get older, you'll get younger, you turn into a woman, you start seeing these different selves. Um, you'll see auras, you'll see yourself as a void, like all these different things will start happening. And just, that just shows you of like how fluid and how, not fluid, like reality isn't solid as we think it is. It's here, and because there's so many people that believe a specific thing, there is a certain structure to it. But if you play around with it and open up to the possibility, say staring at yourself at a mirror, um, again, with relaxing, watching your breath, trying to relax as much as possible, not really focusing on any one thing, but trying to take in everything all at once. And yeah, like things start happening. Although I shall warn that mirrors are a portal and I have had experiences of seeing um darker entities come through and this is the point like I couldn't go like I was living in Northern California in a little um RV and I couldn't go near that bathroom anymore because like I, I experimented with it and I just saw this, this dark entity come through and I couldn't go near that mirror again so hmm. there's there is a little risk to it have you had any other spiritual experiences? Yeah. So actually my first adventure, like I mentioned the one where the light washed over me, where I actually felt that, that profound love that was right before going to Costa Rica and Costa Rica itself had a couple of other experiences um, that are more of a, a, they, for me, experiencing it gave me more insight into how I see reality, how I see myself and how I see things. But there was this one time um, staying, I was working in a hotel on the beach in Matazuma. And one night, well, one day, because it was still daytime, we all hung out in the top floor, hanging out. I go to smoke a cigarette at the edge. You could see the ocean at the edge. And like, I was still kind of nervous around people. So like, I'll hang out, but I needed to go smoke to 
get my space. But anyways, so I go and I smoke and I'm watching the sunset and all of a sudden there's this rushing and then it froze. The time froze. The wave, it, like to the point of where it froze on the waves to where all I'm hearing is the, the sound of the wave, but continuously like static. And at some point, the central point of my focus kind of became this orb of light. And then as it's, it started swirling around and as it started getting closer, like kind of like consuming the perception. And as it was doing this, the sound of the waves started getting louder and louder. Um, but then at some point, um, there was this woman here with us that was hanging out with me. She touched my arm and then all of a sudden everything washes through me. And then she asked me, like, what are you doing? Like, you, it looks like you're about to tear, tear off the side of the, there's metal on the side of the wall. But apparently I was sitting there shaking during the whole time. I did, it was just a random experience of time freezing and just experiencing the vibration of sound and light. And like, um, it was very, uh, very effective on me. It seems like it was almost like a glitch in the hologram or the, or the matrix. Yeah, definitely. And it was very, like that one also did feel quite interesting. Like the sensation, there was a sensation of love and like this light just kind of, but what I also found interesting is that somebody noticed it. So it was a glitch in the hologram, but somebody noticed it and like pulled me out. Like, hey, what are you doing? Like, it looks like you're spazzing out. Um, and then this, this one might just be one to ponder because I still play around with it and it do, does create an effect as a form of like a meditation or an internal experimentation. So one of the days working at the hotels, um, I got off of work. I'm like, I'm gonna go for a walk down to the waterfall. Um, there's this big 90 foot waterfall. And so I walk, but I look at the waterfall and it's like, no, not there. And I keep walking down the road. And at some point I see there's another river um, that goes off into the jungle. And I'm just like, there's a voice that tells me go down there. And so I go down there and then I come across this big, you know, throughout central, uh, throughout Costa Rica specifically, there's these big holes that are like caves, bottomless, and they're just full of water. And there's this big one, um, leading up to continue on. And so I had to cross this. And for some reason I had like the Western mentality still of like, oh, you know, the fishes that swim up and like urethra and like you know some kind of fears were coming up but the voice says no keep going so i swim across there there's a waterfall climb blah blah, blah. there's this voice guiding me along, just pushing me forward and and at some point i get to a medium point and there's a bigger pond looking thing and then there's some more waterfalls up to the top um and the voice says baptize yourself in the water uh, which is just really strange, but I'm just, this was this whole uh, journey to Costa Rica was kind of like the experimenting with impulses. What happens? Like if you listen to the, these voices or whatever. Um, so I still had this fear of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know about the water. Like there's, for some reason, there's this heavy fear still through me. Um, and so instead of like elegantly baptizing, I just kind of collapse into it, collapse into the water. And I see myself outside myself, um, but it's, the silhouette is just light, just as a, like a light being, but I'm looking at my own reflection. Um, 
And then the voice says, get up, go sit over there and meditate. And so I go and I sit where I was instructed to sit and close my eyes. And then the voice says, try to stop time. This makes no sense. It's really, it requires another whole explanation, but based off of its prompt, um, yeah. I there is this creation of like a flexing of your energy field, right? There's this electromagnetism going on within your body. The more electricity goes through your body, the stronger you feel, just like any electromagnet. But through its voice prompts, like ah, maybe there's a. I still have to work on trying to explain it, but there is a method of breathing that can create this flexing sensation within your aura that eventually creates a spasm of electricity throughout your body. Um, and it was, the, I call it the teaching of the waterfall, but it was this voice that led me to try to stop time and actually like consciously intend on trying to be here, stop time, creates this suction that creates this lightning bolt of shock. And again, it's another thing that I don't know what, what it does. It's very interesting to play with. Sometimes it's very kind of, it brings a, well, it brings an energy. So it's like you get more inspired, more uh, confident, but it's just, you know, an odd thing for anyone out there that wants to experiment with that, this mm, flexing of your energy field, but not flexing your body. It's not a physical thing. Who do you think the voice was that was speaking to you? Um, so I, I'll just consider it as my higher self. And cause for me, like, I mean, I, I consider angels as your own higher self and any of these positive entities are your higher self. And that there's for me, two voices, there's the ego self that is the construct of programming that you, you've experienced within this lifetime, like what you know, what you've been taught. But um, there's always this other voice that's trying to guide you to something better, right? Um, great examples of these is like the addict, right? Um, oh, you know, I want to smoke a cigarette, but there's that part of you that's like, no, you shouldn't smoke. It's not good for you, right? These two voices, there's the one that's trying to lead you to the best self. And then there's, the one that's just trying to stay the same, right? Um, so I just experienced that or think of that as like, it was my higher voice or higher self that was just for some reason in that time period has a much stronger um, voice. And so I listened. All right, Kyle, I'm going to switch gears with you. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you up for that? Ah, ah, yeah, I would love to. Um, <laughs> such a fascinating change. Being so much that I was uh, most of my life very much an introvert and very shy, even as my teenage years speaking pretty much a couple sentences. So in the, even as younger being mute, but now, no, I would love to um, share and discuss. And if people have questions, I'd love to answer to the best of my ability. If you have differing perspectives that help me to better understand, then I'm also welcome to. What's the best way to reach you? Well, I have a Instagram, Kyle TC. You can message me through there. Um, 
see here. We do have a website, uh, apotheosisnow.com, where I have blogs and writings of some of these experiences and some of my different ideas and perceptions. Um, those are probably the two best ways to go to um, contact me. And then on the website, there's, because I do have Twitter and I do have other things. So um, that's all on that website. What's the name of your YouTube channel? Kytholek, which is an abbreviation of all my, my, my whole name put together, but K-Y-T-H-O-L-E-K, Kytholek. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us one last positive message? That despite what you see in the world happening now, that there's a purpose to it all. There's the, the things that have been holding humanity back and have, have I, I call them kind of like parasites, siphoning off energy for it to feed itself. That what you see out in the world is just them going away. And I don't think people understand the magnitude of what this world can be without that influence holding us back anymore. Um, so there's a, there's a whole new possibility, a whole new world being created, but we just have to go through this process of letting go of the things that have been holding us back. So stay, stay strong, stay learning, open up your mind and, um, recognize that most of what we've been taught, the, the, the old idea of what, forget everything you think, you know, right. And so be open to that because some things might come out that might shock people of what's the real, what the world has really been and understand that it's all for the better for humanity. Kyle, thank you for that message. And thank you for being my guest. Thank you so much for having me on. I love it. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.